0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches
1: thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through amex travel you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m late checkout that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex
0: this is john middlecoff from three and out with john middlecoff superchargers headlights and more Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume.
1: It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? FanDuel. Always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, When you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting. No BS. And they get got a ton of ways to play. Man spread. Money line over. Unders. Totals. Props. Same game parlays. Everything live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 and president select states only. Gambling problem? 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342. Arizona. Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it indiana 1-877-770 stop in louisiana 1-877-8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 369 new york tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 tennessee 1-800-522-4700 wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net west virginia What's going on, everyone? What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome in to a midday Monday madness. That's right. It's time for Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Uh, shout out to the Volume Podcast Network for having us on here on the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Huge shout out to FanDuel for bringing us on. Uh, remember, promo code SNAPS if you're signing up for a new account. And uh, shout out to Papa Kala without whom none of this would be possible. And uh, I'm very excited on this Monday because we got a few uh, big storylines to break down. Uh, The coaching carousel is here. We'll discuss maybe what it means for Nebraska. Should they go after Urban? Aaron's got some very pointed thoughts in this matter. Uh, A bit later on, we'll continue to talk coaching as this guy's not out the door, but something he might be. Little fine bomb on Harson. As I mean, if you're an Auburn fan, dude, how are you feeling about Brian Harson Day? I'm saying he thinks it just feels like it's over. Outside of the drama, we'll get into some of the games. Shout out to the Pac-12, dude. The West striking back, man. Not just USC. Pretty fun weekend. The best weekend the Pac-12 has had in a very long time. And as always, we'll give you our snips. And our snaps. Get it? It's like a classic good bad TV segment thing. So if you're in the chat, first off, welcome. Secondly, uh, you can put your own snips and snaps from yep. over the weekend and we can address the best ones.
2: Aaron Murray, QB1. What's up, dude? Man, I'm in uh in Daytona Beach. I gotta talk tonight oh, yeah. to a actually back to back Monday. So for those that are like, What the hell? Where's that beautiful Georgia helmet behind Aaron that we're used to seeing on the show? Uh the next two Mondays I will be on the road. I'm uh in sunny Florida, Daytona Beach, got a speaking at a touchdown club tonight. Next Monday, I'll be in Savannah speaking at another touchdown club. So your boy stays on the road. I got home. Yeah. I, know, I got home yesterday morning from Tennessee, from Knoxville for the weekend. Got to spend a little bit of time with the family. And then I'm like, baby, uh, just reminding you that I'm leaving once again on Monday for the day to go speak. I'll see you on Tuesday. So uh, thank God she is an angel. Shout out to in the Wait, are you in, a, wait, are yeah. you in the doghouse? Not, not I know that no, might no, be no, no, a no, good no, no. thing at Georgia, but are you in the doghouse at yes. all right now? No, because yesterday, I mean, I was dog tired. So you and I, you know, we do our late night show on Saturday. Yeah. So I went to bed, you know, 1.32. You know, I always make sure I take like the first flight home on Sunday. So I was on the flight at 7.30-ish. I was up like at 6. Uh, get home. I'm dead tired. But I'm like, give me Maddox. Maddox and I are going to go spend the boys, you know, boys day together. Nice. So I oh, took, yeah. I took little man from like eight nine o'clock to about essentially four. So I gave her the All afternoon right? to kind good, of just yep. relax, chill. You know, it's good for me and little Smart. man to hang out together. And then we spent a fun night together uh, at the dog park. So I'm not in the dog house, but once again, I still can give my, my wife who's 30 weeks pregnant. a big shout out for, for being a badass while I'm gone on the weekends during the fall.
1: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put our producer, Ryan Brumley in the so doghouse. snaps, because- snaps, snaps for
2: Sharon, snaps for Sharon. Yeah, snaps for
1: Sharon. And snaps Brum Sharon. put, is Aaron in the doghouse as a poll in the chat? Great poll question. But Brum, you didn't spell it D-A-W-G. I mean, I know it's Monday, but I need you I to lock Brum. in, Okay dog d o g what is this dude anyway all but right. then we get confused with the good bad dog house thing i think the <laughs> bad dog house is exclusively og and good dog house is
0: awg so i did think of that okay. and who's okay. who, who's having monday problems now
1: you're right that is a classic you just <laughs> no Una, you 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 Una reversed me like i i'm i'm not even going to get off the mat i'm just going to take that l i'll move on uh, well played, uh, Bromley. Touche, sir. Let's uh, go ahead and dive into the first topic now. I got nothing left on that. Uh, so, if you've listened to this show, you know that I've somehow kind of memed my way into being a Nebraska fan here. What I have learned, Aaron, since Scott Frost was fired is that I was never there for Frost. I'm there for the irrational passion of Husker fans. There was no reason. Why Fox's big kickoff this Saturday in Lincoln, there was no reason why anybody should have been there. And yet, the set was packed. People were going crazy. I follow all kinds of Nebraska fans on Twitter. They slowly through the week worked themselves into convincing their, themselves they're going to win every single weekend. The stadium is packed, and they're awful. But that sort of dedication, because like I, I would tell us, you on Saturday, the stadium was kind of weak, to be honest, dude. It's an SEC opener. It's Brian Kelly. It was pretty empty, like relatively. Nebraska, not the case. Okay, so I'm still here with you, Husker Nation, and so we have to figure out where are we going to go for our next head coach. And on that broadcast on Saturday on Fox, the crowd made it very clear as we want Urban Chance started to break out. Ugh, we want Urban. Uh, uh, I know how you feel about this, Urban. We want
2: Urban.
1: Okay, Urban Meyer to Nebraska. What do you think? Like, guess like, that an actual fit? Could that actually work?
2: Yeah. I think it can work. I mean, he's won three national championships in his career. Uh, he won one in 14. And, you know, before the show, you know, T-Bob's like, oh, it's been almost a decade. Well, who else has won a national championship since 14? What, like three other coaches in America? So it's not like there's a bunch of coaches rotating through winning the national championship. So he is an elite category, two at Florida, one at Ohio State. Um, you know, there are teams going to be, I think, I think he's a really good head coach. I do think that he is a top head coach in America. If he decides to come back, is he a top five? I don't know. Is he a top 10? I would think so. Like if urban came back today and took the Nebraska job, I would throw urban into a top 10 category for college coaches and for Nebraska fans to get a top 10 coach for what Nebraska has been for the past decade. You're, you're jumping up and down. You're, you're excited. You're ecstatic. Like, hell yeah, give us Urban. We don't give a damn about everything that, that went on in his past, whether it was at Florida, whether it was at Ohio State, and obviously what went down there at Jacksonville. Like, we don't care. Kick our kickers. Just win football games. Win no. championships. That's all we want right now from a head coach. We are tired of being irrelevant. We have too much of a rich history not to be good. So, yes, if there's a coach, that I'm going to target and I'm on Nebraska and I just want to win and winning, as we know, solves all problems. I'm going to go after coach urban Meyer, regardless of how much it's going to cost me. We're going after urban Meyer. So I think it's legitimate, man. I think it's real. And I think he's on the short list right now to be the next head coach at Nebraska. And as an outsider, or even as someone who would be a Nebraska fan, I am plenty okay with it. Cause I want Nebraska to be good. I'm here for you T Bob. I'm here for you. I want Nebraska to be good
1: as well, but I don't know that there is any guarantee that the man to do that job is Urban Meyer. Now, now real quick, let's focus on the nearly a decade thing, right? Because to be fair, it's a fantastic uh, debate turn of phrase, right? Where it's like seven years and up, just make it sound like 10. Okay. Cause it feels like it's been two decades since Urban Meyer uh, had success on the college level. Yeah, you, you you look at and and then and and it's not just that like when he stepped away, um, and went and tried the NFL thing. It's not just that it didn't work, right? Like like Saban didn't work in the NFL. Urban Meyer was a car crash. It was a a rocket yeah. explosion and before it even got to you know out of the atmosphere. It was destructive and beautiful and horrible to watch all at the same time. I mean, like. Okay, so you said you would pay anything. Aaron Murray, you're gonna pay this man a hundred plus million dollars. It's gonna be the coach of your school, and you're gonna eat the PR blowback from yeah. uh well, the Zach Smith stuff. They got him forced out of Ohio State at the beginning of the day. And but but yeah. but like even outside of PR, I mean, this is a man who in Jacksonville, the things that he were he was doing don't really work on the college. Or NFL no. level. Like, if he displays that same lack of accountability, if he displays that same lack of interest, I mean, to me, the craziest, the the absolute wildest, like whatever, the, the thing where he's like partying on the boat with his boys and his boys like hitting a bong in the background, but it's like in the reflection whatever, and you see him kind of doing one of these, okay, okay, w- whatever, They're pretty stupid, but that happens. But to be the head coach of an NFL football franchise and to stay behind after you get your ass kicked and then do be in public drinking like that, grinding on girls. And again, all things that I'm completely fine with. I love grinding. I love drinking. I love all of it. I love all (laughs) of this. But in that position, it shows a like shocking, a a mind numbing, mind numbingly dumb lack of situational awareness. And so I don't know if he's like, the San Franciscans in that one South Park episode where they're just loving the smell of their own farts. But somewhere along the way, Urban Meyer lost his way. He got obsessed with his own scent. Okay. I would not hire this man to be my head coach. And I definitely would not pay him a hundred million dollars because what if it doesn't work? Worst case scenario, Brian Kelly doesn't work at LSU. Is it a huge miss? Absolutely. Okay, but you're not – it's not viewed as kind of selling your yourself out morally. Like, if you put all that money yeah. in Urban Meyer and then it doesn't work, it's a complete it's, – it's, it's, it's even worse. again?
2: Well, you know, listen, you're, you're at, a, you're at a, a crossroads right now. Like, there is a level of desperation. I said it at the beginning of the season. Like, if you're going to be a team that wants to look at Urban, you have to kind of look yourself in the mirror and say, how desperate are we to win because of the possible PR nightmare, because of the fact that if it doesn't have success, people are going to come at you saying, well, look, Look at all the facts. How did you think this was going to work? Look what he did at Jacksonville. Look at all the nightmares. So why would you bring a guy that has had some issues in the past couple of years into our locker room? So yeah, you have to worry about that PR nightmare, but then you also have, to, I think in Nebraska right now, there's also a, a, you got to take a chance. It's, this is a high risk, high reward situation right now. Do you want to go for a guy that has won more national championships than anyone else besides Nick Saban in the past 15 years? Uh, or, uh, and a guy that that has won at Florida, a guy that's won at Ohio State, that is considered possibly a top 10 coach in America. Uh, and with the risk of obviously the PR nightmare of the, you know, he's he kind of left Florida in shambles a little bit. I disagree with, with uh, Kirby Visor in the chat. He didn't really leave Ohio State in shambles. Ohio State's still kind of kicking ass ever since he left Ohio State. So I don't agree with that comment. So that's, that's the reward aspect. The risk aspect is, as you allude to, the PR nightmare that goes with hiring urban, but you know, once again, people make mistakes, people screw up, even coaches like urban Meyer, maybe he corrects himself. Maybe he's a better human, a better husband, a better coach at the end of the day from everything that went on at Jacksonville, And if he is a better person, if he is a better coach and learn from his mistakes and can improve on that, then that's a pretty damn good head coach. So, so and I think the question is, does he would, would, would urban Meyer, look at nebraska's appealing job that to me that's more of the question because i think that i once again i think he has to be on the short list and definitely an offer has to come and i want to another point too as i go into my tangent here you bring up the money aspect and yes it's going to cost them an arm and leg to buy him. but if nebraska was was going to be stingy with money why the hell are you firing frost with three weeks ago and, and, and essentially wasting seven and a half million dollars yeah, yeah so if you're willing to wait seven and a half million dollars <laughs> yeah. By keeping a coach around, or not keeping a coach around for three more weeks when you know you're going to lose to Oklahoma regardless, you got a bye week, and then it doesn't matter after that, uh, you have money to spend, in my my mind. So they don't care how much it costs. They just want to win at this point.
1: Okay, so here's the other deal why I don't feel great about Urban here. And, and yes, there's PR risk, but, again, I don't know that I actually believe – that he is still that guy that won all those national championships. Yes, he did not leave Ohio State in shambles, but he wasn't really given the opportunity. He was forced out the door. He did leave Florida in shambles when he stepped away for health problems and came back that's to the That's one place,
2: game. though. That's one place. For did for they, what it's worth? Yeah, no, it's no, no no, 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 no.
1: No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but but again, I, I do think it's been a while since he's had success. I think we were talking before the show. I, I thought that uh, our producer, Ryan Bromley, made a really good point which is that this is not a Florida or Ohio State type of job and not, this is not one of the major blue bloods. It's going to be harder um, for Urban to win there than it would have been at his last couple of spots. And I know he did at Utah, but again, that's even longer ago. And more than that, like I feel like Nebraska needs a coach that represents the type of team that they have to be In order uh, to have success in the modern era of college football, like and by that I mean a, a a scrappy team. Like, if I'm Nebraska, worrying about national championships feels a bit presumptuous. Like, I know that is the goal, but how about we just build a solid foundation and put together a couple of winning seasons in a row? And I'm looking around right now, and I see a Washington team that it looks very exciting has turned it around. Uh, After Jimmy Lake, and that's who they go get, Kalen DeBoer, a very proven head coach on the small Division III level. Uh, Lance Leopold's doing great things at Kansas right now. Another hire where you went and got a guy who had a lot of long-term success at, like, small Division III Sort of level, Uh, I you know I love Jamie Chadwell out of Coastal Carolina. I think you gotta try to catch a riser here, dude, and you gotta catch someone who's kind of young and scrappy as well, and can bring you to where. Um, I guess because like yeah, they're 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 not one of the big dogs at all. Nebraska is not anymore, and so I don't know. You look around, and then look. There's even names like John Smith at Oregon State. I think he's doing a really good job. If you want to get in touch with him um Kalani Sataki which I don't know why he would ever leave BYU but you know enough money maybe so um Todd Munkin and Georgia's kind of interesting if you want to do Bill O'Brien's taking over awful situations before so there are names out there that I would go with before Urban Meyer on multiple fronts some of those guys I would go with them before on the football front as well but every single one of them is also just a way less of a headache yep. higher I would say
2: yeah uh, I get you, man. You make, you make a Bob. I think you make valid points. A lot of people, someone, I think a Georgia fan in the chat said, no, Todd Monk. And I don't think Todd wants to be a head coach. Maybe I mean, not. Why, why, why? To me, if you're an OC or a DC at a program that's winning like Georgia uh, and, and you're making a ton of money as it already is why take the headache of being a head coach at a place like Nebraska that hasn't had success? $75 million. (laughs) I get it. But that's 75 more million headaches too. So I guess, I mean, it's like how much more money do you really need? Like like Athens is a great town. Athens is a phenomenal town. If you're going to be a coach in America, there's not many better places to live and, and, and raise a family than Athens, Georgia. You're making a ton of money. You don't have the headaches of being a head coach The responsibilities of being a head coach. Like you also have to weigh in the quality of life. Like if I win the coaching, I would not want to be a head coach. Like, give me, give me a quarterback job. That's making six figures. Give me a, uh, a coordinator job. That's making one to $2 million. And I don't got to deal with all the BS of being a head coach. I'll take it. I, I any do day feel week, you like, so.
1: like Todd Munkin can. And, and I also feel Brum, right? Like never doubt a human's ability to want more money. Like, even if it's not rational, yes. right? Uh, p- people don't care uh billionaires are out here fighting to make sure they don't pay any taxes um but at the at the the same time aaron i definitely see what you're saying but this is where this is why i always get the heads up. well it's like yeah that's why i never got that job in the first place because to me i'm with you one to two mil a year to chill under kirby like he's the (laughs) lightning rod he does all the recruiting sure you know you gotta do your you gotta close deals you gotta talk to kids families whatever but like okay yeah Kirby does all the heavy lifting. He has to deal with all the media BS. And I just get to sit here and call offices. Oh, and you're going to give me the best players in the country. So I get to like, just go out and call offices with a team that is just better than whoever lines up across me. I do get you. That sounds appealing. That sounds appealing. But Munkin is an interesting. Like if he has that drive to get back to being a head coach, he is an interesting name because when he was at Southern Miss, he was in a bad situation and he did well as a head coach there. So it's, it's just something to look, look, the bottom line is, a retread like Urban feels like such a trap in multiple different ways for me. It's been too long. The kicking the kicker shit is still just insanity to me. I'm done. Wherever, there's been no job. contact for whatever it's worth. There's been yeah. no contact
2: in Nebraska and Urban. Yeah, so there's people, okay. I just want, like, for Nebraska fans, whoever does watch this, they need to understand that this isn't, no matter who you get, this is not an easy rebuild. And let's, let's also remember, too, that Nebraska is in the Big Ten. Uh, and right now, the Big Ten is pretty, pretty good, and they've been really good. You got the big boys in that conference. You're about to add USC and UCLA, and not really too scared about UCLA. But you're adding another elite program with a damn good coach and a program that looks like they're 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 somewhat back right now. So you're in a situation where you're going to be recruiting against all those schools, competing against all those schools year in and year out, and you're already so far behind. This is a this is once again a three four year project uh regardless of whoever gets the job like there's not going to be all of a sudden magic's going to click and some head coach is going to come well, in there and turn this program around in two years like you just to me the the, the main thing right now is patience 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 like you alluded to t bob just get to a bowl game like can you get to six and six yeah, and that yes. should be their goal for the next two years and then trying to rebuild from there
1: i mean you know me i use the space station analogy like you you look like an asshole if you're talking about colonizing mars and you can't even get out of the atmosphere like what do we do yeah. let's take care of the little things first then the big things um now in terms of the turnaround though it can happen quicker now than ever with the portal but it's it's yeah. it's, it's 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 risky well well it's still it's still a multi-year um type of situation to are establishing consistent success Flad the impaler, Frost is a terrible coach. Uh talking about the fact that if Scott Frost couldn't win in Nebraska, who can? That's what Jack Harrington said. Yeah, look, man, I, I I I kinda think maybe Frost is a bad coach. I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. You think he is, or is the is next it? person can do it. I think he may be a bad coach. I'm I'm really? I'm, I'm not sure. I, 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 I guess it's gonna depend one. on what he does next.
2: Yeah. Well, what what do we coach. mean
1: here? Do we mean do we mean head coach? Or are we just talking like what what side of the ball did he come up on? Because I'm not talking about his actual he's ability an offensive to coach. Guy. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not talking about his actual ability to coach X's and O's. I think yeah. after if you look at what happened in Nebraska with the buy-in, the resources, everything else that he had at his disposal, I think you make an argument that he's not good at the CEO role of being the head coach, which is a massive, massive part of it. But we'll see. We'll see if he gets another. Another job I again. Mean, um, he'll get
2: another crack as a head coach somewhere. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if you know he goes back to the Group of Five. I know you want our next topic, Brian Harson, to go to Group of Five. I could see Scott Frost. I mean, he's been a head coach for a long time now. You know, and it's hard to kind of go backwards and do a either a position role or a coordinator role once you've been kind of the, the, the boss man at UCF and the success he had there. Then obviously go to Nebraska and be the head guy. Like, I could see a Group of Five team saying, "Hey, come on, Frost. You've had success at this level." come back, uh, have success, and then four or five years, see if he wants to jump back into the big boy pool.
1: Well, I mean, he's going to Alabama first. So one or two two years as an analyst, he'll go to the halfway house, maybe even the rest of this year. Go ahead and hire him now, Nick. And then, uh, yeah, and then turn around next year, sure, Toledo or something like that. He needs needs Uh, to go do
2: the the Coach O route and go enjoy that $7.5 million for a little bit, and then he can, you know. Did you see, oh, it's an have extra you seen? seven and a half million dollars. It's an extra seven and a half. So, you know, so
1: O's son is, uh, O's son is coaching at Miami right now. And have you seen Ed Miami at Ogeron? It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Not only is he chatting up hot blondes at the pool as he does, but my man's is looking Brown. I mean, his his Cajun coloring is as Cajun and dark and leathery as I have ever seen. Him and Ray Baker are more intimately acquainted than they have ever been, and that is saying some. dude. Living his best life. Looking all jacked up, too. Oh, man. Shout out, Coach Joe. Living the dream. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from your favorite new college football show, Snaps, here on the Volume Sports Network. And check it out. Right now, all FanDuel customers get a no sweat bet okay that means free bets back if your bet doesn't win for everybody i don't care if you're no new i don't care if you've had FanDuel for a while now just log into your account see how much your no sweat bet will be and look there's so many different great ways to bet on college football same game parlays i would do a little live betting I gave you the tiny Penix pump parlay just last week uh futures like whatever you want this weekend early best bet here folks okay USC minus six and a half. Gets Oregon State. I like Oregon State. I get it. But them little Trojan boys are rolling right now. Okay. Go ahead and hop on. And if you've been thinking about joining, join now. Promo code SNAPS. Sign up for the FanDuel Sports. We got promo code SNAPS. Get that no sweat bet and check it out. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Number one bet of the week last week was Kansas. Plus nine against Houston. What'd they do? They won by 18. And guess what? FanDuel live in Kansas. Any surprise they're good again? I don't know. It says here in the script, emphasize reasons below for people in Kansas to sign up. Okay, I know what Kansas is famous for. Barbecue, Kansas Dirt Cake, Sunflower State, Wheat Production, The Wizard of Oz, Plain Indians, Wells, Wichita. Shout out FanDuel. Shout out Kansas. Download it today. No sweat bet. Promo code SNAPS. Fiddle.
2: JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech.
0: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the
1: action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. One guy who may be joining him living the dream, but probably will not do it nearly as cool uh, is Brian Harson. So we talked about it Saturday night. Now I was a little deep in my cups and I was popping off. But I I stand by a lot of what I remember saying. Uh, and it looks like Paul Feinbaum <laughs> might agree. As Paul Feinbaum says, quote, just feels over for Brian Harson at Auburn. And I I kind of I kind of feel the same, Aaron. This situation mm-hmm. just feels awful. And answer yep. this question, Aaron. Um, and you can do this from your own perspective. If you want to get in the headspace of an Auburn fan, you can approach the answer however you want. But if you could fire Brian Harson today without a buyout, would you? I'm asking no, you.
2: I wouldn't. No, no, I, okay. I would not fire Harson. But I do agree with you that the writing—it's on the wall. He, he, he's going to be let go after the season. Uh, just right now, you look at this football team. It has not been a good football team for the first three weeks. That was an embarrassing loss to Penn State. It was a moment watching that game and then rewatching the tape where I was like, "Wow!" Like Penn State actually has better players in Auburn. Besides maybe the running back position where I thought, you know, even Penn State's young running backs actually look pretty good there in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then you obviously you got Owen Peppo at linebacker, but Penn State has two really good linebackers too. Like every position for Penn State was better than Auburn than besides the running back spot. And that's not good when you're an SEC team that's supposed to be at this level and you kind of view SEC here and Big Ten down here. That you're getting whipped at home the way you did and the way it looked was just not a good not good for Auburn fans and not good for Harson. You throw in the fact, too, that Alan Green is is, is left the building, the, the former athletic director for Auburn. Yeah. When a new AD comes in at a, a, a program like Auburn, an SEC school that wants to win at football, what's he going to want to do? He's going to want to bring in his guy that is yep. his head coach mm-hmm. that he believes in that's going to turn this program into success in this conference. So uh, it does not look good unless they can just completely – 180 this thing or 360 or whatever number that needs to happen for no, them to have success eight wins,
1: <laughs> if they do if they do it 360 they'll end up right back where they are
2: now yeah you had it right in uh, 180. 180.
1: Just, just a that's time qb1 baby
2: yeah math is not my thing i can read two cover two cover three and cover four yeah. that's the only yeah. numbers i know in my life um <laughs> So, yeah, unless that happens, unless I think right now if it, his saving number is eight, which just ain't going to happen because he's already won. You're going to lose to Alabama. You're going to lose to Auburn. Uh, so you only got you know two more in that schedule, and there's a lot of teams that look pretty good right now in the SEC. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but I do think you set a pretty bad precedent at, at, at Auburn. You fired your previous head coach, who I don't believe should have been fired. Now you give a coach two years to have success. He doesn't. And you get rid of him. To me, I just don't know, you know, who wants that job? You know, you, you got to compete against Nick Saban every year. You have to be compared to Nick yeah. Saban every year. And then now knowing that you get two years to do it, and if you don't, you're going to be out <laughs> trying to find your next job. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's because Harson wasn't an SEC guy that he, he's getting so much flack and that could be it. Like he's a guy from the Mountain West. People really didn't know much about him. He comes in the SEC territory. Wasn't a lot of people's first choice. Was kind of up against the ropes already. It just seems like he's been fighting an uphill battle. That I think maybe for him it may be healthy just to end it in the, the year, anyways.
1: So that's that. That's my thing, right? Because I do want to push back against the idea of fit. Because we talk, you know, is Brian Kelly a fit at LSU? No, like like we always say, like winning is a fit. Like if you can yeah. make a good program and win, well, that's what works. So the problem with Harson and Auburn are on multiple fronts. First off, the situation is toxic. The booster situation the AD being gone, the fact that when Harson was originally hired, he wasn't even allowed to um, make his own decisions in terms of the staff. Like like Brian Kelly got carte blanche. Like Scott Woodward said, here's $100 million. And I get that Harson doesn't have the resume of Kelly, and so that's one of the reasons why. But yes. Woodward said, look, I'm paying you to go make my legacy by winning football games, and I trust that you can do that so now go do it. Well, whoever you need, I'll get you the money. You just go do it. Harson never had that sort of support at Auburn. So from the beginning, it was flawed, right? And then there are also questions that we don't know about how he does on the SEC level and how competitive it is the step up from Boise, where is a little more, um, I don't know, if secular is the right word, maybe insulated is the word that I'm looking for, uh, where it's so much more competitive and everybody's fighting with one another. And in terms of building a program. Unfortunately, what got Dan Mullen fired? Rolling his eyes at the recruiting question. Look at Auburn Mm -hmm. in the recruiting rankings right now. And I know it's How are they supposed to recruit, though, T-Bob?
2: How are you supposed to recruit when for two years all all everyone's talking about is firing Harson, and he just got in the building? Yeah. Yeah, You know whose problem that is? I feel like Auburn, they're sabotaging themselves here. Yes, they are. But sometimes
1: they, they, they are in what you would call a classic vicious cycle. It's like Fat yeah. Bastard in Austin Powers. You know, I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat. It's the same thing with Auburn, okay? And they just can't figure it out because they just keep that fucking your, eating. Hey, that,
2: that might be your best <laughs> one right there, T-Bob.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's true, though, dude. It's sad but true. Like, what do you do? And it's like Auburn, Auburn is right now a constant uh, – I believe it's called like a Sophie's Choice, right, when both choices are bad. They are they are one big rock and a hard place, because if you stick with Brian Harson, it doesn't look like there's a lot of hope for the future. It looks like he cannot uh, compete on the recruiting trail. Auburn is uh, losing on the weekends as well as in the offseason. Uh, so you're like, OK, well, then we got to move on. But then everything you just said. Two years again, you get rid of him. Probably never should have gotten rid of Gus Malzahn in the first place. You're paying yep. millions and millions more in buyout money in the age of NIL where you would much rather just actually pay kids to come to your school with that money. So, no, it is brutal. And that's why, but that's why it feels so awful if you're an Auburn fan. Because what is the way out? What is the way out? I mean, honestly, honestly, um, push comes to shove. I think you got to take like a mega long-term view on this. And I think you got to eat the Brian bullet for two more years. And I think you just got to see how good or bad he can make it. And then you move on and you try to catch uh, a big time hire the next time around, just to be almost like taken seriously to make yourself attractive to coaches once again. But I don't know, dude, actually now that I'm saying this out loud, I mean, look at Tennessee. Nobody wanted to go there. They finally settle for Heupel, and it was kind of clowned and viewed as settling because they hired UCF's uh, AD, and they're like, I'll just go get my old head coach, right? But Heupel's done great at Tennessee. So maybe you go ahead and fire him, um, but God damn. I mean, I just – Hmm. No, I take it back, actually. I'm changing my mind completely. I think you gotta fire.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to make that decision until after the LSU game. So they have Missouri this weekend. Missouri's bad. Like if I mean if you lose if you lose to Missouri, you know, we may be talking about Harson getting fired middle of the season because it's gonna go get even uglier from there. But I anticipate a win versus Missouri at home. And then I think the big one is gonna be LSU, LSU as we know, was not good last year. We've alluded to it. They have a new head coach, new system, new transfers, this, that, and the other. If they can come into your house and win in year one with Coach Kelly, I think that kind of shows Auburn fans like, damn, maybe we do need a head coach. And then you look after that, Georgia, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and then Alabama. So if you can't beat LSU, there's only one game on that schedule that I feel like they can win, and that's Western Kentucky there at the end of the season. So now you're talking about a team that's going to be one, two, three, four wins. Yeah, like, no, you, I mean no you, no if, no no no. Yeah, I, I don't I, think know the LSU, I don't the, know what happened the, to me. the breaking point for me. Like, if if you if yeah. you lose LSU at home, that's when I think it really starts to to ramp up because I cannot find a win on that schedule. Once again, after LSU, it's at Georgia, loss. At Ole Miss, loss versus Arkansas, loss. At Mississippi State, loss. That's five straight in a row. I mean, he may not make it through the end of the season with how much they want to get rid of him if he cannot get, especially the offense going. I mean, he's still, at the end of the day, like, it's the same issue we're having with Jimbo right now at Texas A&M. You were brought in here to win, yes, but you are also brought in because you're an offensive mind. And we think of Boise State, we think of the fun plays, the excitement on offense, and we're not getting that at Auburn. So it's a double whammy. You're not winning and your offense sucks. So why are you here? That's that's exactly like (laughs) if they were scoring points and losing, then okay, at least it's fun. Like their offense sucks. It's two years now. The offense is not getting better. You got rid of Bobo. That was the problem. Was it? Well, also, also, can we also say
1: this, though? Can we all say this, Aaron? Brian Hartson was never really an attractive hire to begin with, which is another element no. in all of this. Is that it felt like Auburn settled well, on Brian Hartson. They took Harsin. a
2: risk, like you. They took a risk, like you want. You want Nebraska to take a risk? They took. A, they took a high flyer on. On. on, on ah,
1: Harsin.
2: I don't know about I mean, that. Dude. I don't know about that.
1: Yes. No,
2: yes. I think,
1: I think, I think they settled on Harson. They kept striking out on guys. I think they settled on Harson. If Nebraska was to hire one of the guys that I was talking about, like a Chadwell, I think, I think people would be excited. Like Auburn fans were pissed what's when they a better hired job? Harsin.
2: What was a better job? Auburn post Malzahn or Nebraska right now? Because if, if that was the best Nebraska, or excuse me, Auburn could do, what's the best that Nebraska is going to do? I mean, you well, can I have like, think, hey, look, we I, want this guy, this guy, this guy, but like, doesn't mean they're going to want to go there. I view Auburn as a, a better job than Nebraska.
1: Maybe. I mean, uh, the Big Ten's hard. The SEC's hard. You could argue that's a wash. I mean, I hate sharing a state with Alabama. That just seems yeah. awful. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how you're supposed to operate in such tight confines. Um, I, I, I don't know the Nebraska booster and administration situation well enough to really give an educated comment on that. I, I feel like I like the buy-in from Nebraska, right? In terms of fan base and money, like you'll have resources, but you have that at Auburn as well. So I don't know. Um, I don't know why I randomly started to convince myself they should stick with Brian Harson. I think that's really stupid. I think, I think they probably got to hit the full reset whenever this new AD comes in. They really need Arizona state They're to hire to. I would be calling Arizona State. And be like, guys, guys, got to tell you about Brian. Great guy. I mean, the dude is solid. Wait till you see this offense, dude. Um, Jack Harrington says, "Roll tied to you." I'm, hey, Jack, one more time. I'm gonna fucking ban you from the chat, you idiot. All right. Uh, here we go. Next up, how about it, dude? The Pac-12 Air Murray Woo-hoo. sexiest weekend of uh, the West has had in quite some time as Utah beats up on San Diego State, 35-7, Washington with a massive win over Michigan State, Um, 39-28, jumping into the rankings, knocking Michigan State out of the rankings from 11 and jumping themselves from out the rankings into number 18. Our boys, the Trojans, fight on, handle Fresno State, 45-17, Oregon 41, BYU 20. Cal gave Notre Dame all they wanted. Washington State is 3-0. Pac-12, take a bound, man. This is the this is the best weekend. I don't know like if this is a fact. In my college football view in mine, this is literally the best weekend the Pac-12 has had in what feels like a decade.
2: Yep. No, it's 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 a big weekend. Uh and and I think the the bigger reason why it's such a big weekend is because USC is doing well. Like you have a brand that is excelling. And I think that's what the Pac-12 needs. Like they need usc to be the us the usc that we think and believe they can be and right now they look like to me i I did my rankings yesterday i think i have them as like number five or six in the country at the moment they pass the test we knew how good they are on offense fresno state is a good offense who they faced this past weekend and they're able to hold them to 17 points to me that's a huge encouraging sign that this is not just a team that's gonna have to score 50 points per game in order to win the defense is not bad they're not great they're not bad they're good enough to allow them to go out there and, 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 and be in every single game and obviously win the majority of the games inside that conference. Oregon's good. Uh, it's just Georgia's elite. Just playing out. Georgia's going to make everyone look yeah. stupid. Uh, yeah. they, they're just they're at a different level that I don't care who you are. They're going to make you look like a bunch of idiots, unless you're you know Alabama or Ohio State, maybe Oklahoma. But other than that, you're in trouble. Oregon, still a very, very good football team. Bo Nix, my boy, is still a good quarterback. Oregon is still in it. Utah has been kicking ass ever since they got whooped by Florida. Kind of sucks that Florida doesn't look good right now for them, but still Utah is still a good U football team. Washington with Penix looks phenomenal at the moment. So, yeah, a lot of hype for the Pac-12. They deserve it. I'm going to say a big reason why the Pac-12 is doing so well because what do we think of Pac-12? We think of Pac-12 late-night football. What do we think of snaps? Saturday night snaps. Oh, the show okay. to watch when the games are over, okay. when pac 12s going on. Since we started Snaps late night Saturday, the Pac-12 success has gone up. Just yeah, so I mean it's Snap, it's Pac-12. We're, we're here for you. Late night, Saturday nights. Snaps and the Pac-12 are here to entertain.
1: Snap twelve. Snap twelve after midnight. There's a lot there. Uh and Aaron, we all know from school correlation. Always 100% equals causation. I'm pretty sure that's how the saying goes. So, yeah, those two correlating factors, uh, without a doubt. Uh, we okay. are the cause of the Pac-12 recent success. And you're right about Oregon. Um it's 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 a big win for UGA uh, because it proved what we thought. That was more about the Bulldogs, not as much about the Ducks. And then what can we say about our little Trojan boy gang, dude? It's growing mm. every single day. It's for real. It's for life. And I told you before the game if USC covered that 12 and a half. And not only did they cover 12 and a half, but they made it look easy that it was playoff push full speed ahead. I uh I'm, ooh, I need to look up the futures on FanDuel. I will be taking out a future on USC to make yeah. the playoff today, uh, depending on where the odds are at. I think there's enough juice there. But like I'm full steam ahead with USC. Um, and you know, you know, you we always talk about uh, and again, Washington State sneaky good 3-0, the Wisconsin win. Uh sneaky good games coming up this weekend here, Aaron, that I want to get to in a minute. Um, what else? I had one more note here. Oh, We always talk about wanting the brand of USC to be good. I really like when the Huskies are good as well. There's something about the purple unis, little Pacific Mm -hmm. Northwest power. Uh, It it feels very kind of 90s to me in a way, so maybe it's just a byproduct of my childhood. Uh, But I also like when Washington is a good brand because I know how powerful that base is. Now, coming up this weekend to celebrate the weekend we just had, Uh, A couple good ones, dude. Oregon at Washington State. We just mentioned the Cougs undefeated. Oregon likely the far better team there, but I'm more interested in that game than I would have been before the season started a month ago. And then USC at Oregon State, who, of course, we talked about John Smith earlier today, done a very good job taking over an awful Oregon State program. Um, they got the nice win against Fresno a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I, I think USC smashes them. But uh, it's it's a matchup that hey, has USC, more juice than it
2: would have. I think USC is like a touchdown favorite right now, so I might have to jump on. Oh, that that that's early. it. Oh, yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're, they're bomba. <laughs> okay, yeah,
2: dude. we we know our Pac-12 football over here at Snap. So uh, uh, hey, Pac-12 won us a bet. I, I don't. Last know, week I don't want to peek too soon, you know, but. UCLA's three and zero, but they may be in a little bit of a snip, snip, snip for me in this next segment. So I'll hold yeah. back my uh, my Bruin talk for a second.
1: Here's what I'll say: um, USC is still the most legitimate team in the Pac-12, but I want them to be good. I want all the conference to be good. I'm excited. I don't know though that this weekend, if like if this is if if the, if the real question is, are you buying the Pac-12's reemergence? I'm enjoying yes. it. I'm still not buying it yet. Um, I got to well, see you them better buy come it, you better. season.
2: Well, I think I think overall I'm not buying it because the Pac-12 is not going to be around in about two years. So it's a it's a risky stock. <laughs> like you get in now, you buy it. <laughs> yeah. When it raises, <gasps> you just cash out and you run out because it's not yes. going to be around come 2024. <laughs> so this is like the – it's the last dance. It's the last year off for of the Pac-12. Let's go out, blaze of glory. Let's go the win. Pinnocks. And then <laughs> they're done, man. They're about to get an ax in their head chopped off here in the next couple of years. So, um, you know, it's good to see them have success. I just don't think like long-term Once again, I'm just not a believer that the pac 12 is going to be around when USC and UCLA go bye-bye when the big 10 goes in there and takes Oregon and Washington and maybe a couple more when the big 12 takes one or two, if not four, uh, there's just not going to be anything left. So enjoy it while you can pac 12, because I don't think there's going to be a pac 12 in two years.
1: Yeah, this is the uh, Pac-12 Penix Pump and Dump, okay? So we're going to buy stock for a few weeks here. Uh, right now, it is time. And shout out to everybody hanging out in the chat with us, man. Uh, Andrew, Light Dog, Jack, what's happening, y'all? We got Kirby's Visor in there, TJ. Uh, look, we, we love y'all, Samuel Ayers. Go ahead and hit the like button. Share with your friends. Herman, what's up, man? Uh, all right, it is time. It's Monday. We do it every Monday. A little recap of the we can give it a little snips and snaps uh, you get it snips are bad you're cutting it out full house style snaps are good aaron murray uh you want to go first here give me your first yeah. snip of the day oh we're going
2: negative to start the day wow i love it Uh, well uh, yeah that's on me i just saw a list go give me a snip first snip first All right, i'll give you a snip first uh my snip is firing coaches this early on in the season uh you're, you're essentially just throwing the towel and you're saying we suck let's move on. I can understand if it's like middle to end of the season, you kind of want to get going with the coaching search. You want to be the first one come December, January, to hire a new head football coach, but like what week three, what are you doing? Why, Why are we firing someone in week three of the season? We've not even really gotten into conference play for goodness sakes. Like let's hold off on essentially quitting on the football team in week two and three of the season. So major snip. It's all these universities just being a bunch of babies and getting rid of their head coaches so early on in the season.
1: See, I'm going to spin zone it. I'm going to tell the players, no, no, it's not a lack of commitment. We're so committed to you that we had to get this joker out of here, okay? We need need to start this. We need to start this rebuilding process right now. Uh, My first snip, well, right in line with that, Herm Edwards fired on the field. Brum, hit the video here. We don't need sound or anything. But you can see Herm Edwards walking off the field. Who do they lose to? Eastern Washington.
2: The Devil Dodgers. Devil
1: Dodgers. Mm, yeah, there we go, from thank you. And you can see here that's the AD he's talking to, and it's that back pat, that lower back pat. It's coming up here in a minute, um, Aaron. And it's 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 that moment when you base, yeah, that's it. We decide that's that's you know we to let you go, uh, or we you know we're we're, we're gonna move ahead, we're gonna move on. Herm, Herm knew it was coming. Uh, bit of a coach why, why? On, do right it on the field. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know why they felt the need to do it on the field. But that lower back, the this thing right here, you back. knew that was. Hey, yeah, we've already they'd already talked about it in the past. That mm-hmm. was just a confirmation. As soon as Herm saw him standing there, it's essentially the Grim Reaper standing by your bedside. Yeah. But again, what it confirms is you should have known this was how it was going to end, brum. Play Herm's original opening press conference at Arizona State. This is a top three all-time bad opening press conference.
0: Uh-oh.
1: I'm sorry we had an audio issue here. No, no,
2: it's all good, dude. It's all good. Uh,
1: do, are we going to play with audio or not? I don't care either way. It's we will. Stand by. Okay, cool. Uh, but, I mean, this is up there, the Herm Edwards thing is up there with Adam Gase and his, like, cocaine eyes when he was introduced as the Jets head coach, looking so freaking weird. Major red flag. Yeah. All right, uh, my first snap of the day, the tiny Pinnock's pump parlay. Okay, not only did Best Pets go 3-0 this weekend, but the Penix pump yeah. hit. Washington jumps into the top 25. Michael Penix, 24-40. 397,
2: four tuds, no picks.
1: Let's go. Oh. Phoenix Pub Parlay. Murray, give me
2: your first snap. I love it. I love it. 3 0. Big snap for T Bob for the weekend. Your boy over here, 2 and 1. I bought it in okay. Nebraska. Should not have done that, but I'll take a winning record for the weekend. All right. My first big snap of the weekend. Brian Kelly applied to you, T Bob, once again. Yeah. LSU. That was a big win, man. I still think Mississippi State's one of the premier teams in the SEC to win that game at home the fan base is freaking juiced right now they've looked good since the fourth quarter of fsu to the blowout last week for southern to now the big win this past weekend versus Mississippi state that is a monster monster win and uh, we said it early on in the show uh, a few weeks ago like lsu is going to win some games based on this coaching staff and based on the players that you are not expecting them to win they're just too talented not to create some of these upsets so congratulations to coach kelly and the tigers the tigers they're rolling baby Oof. they are rolling Oof. right now all right we'll say on the positive side of things here
1: uh snap snap snaps uh greg sankey says the sec right now is focused on a single giant division said so they looked into the pod model and it doesn't really work it has some of the same problems that the current model does um and i know that some traditionalists will be upset by this but then again SEC divisions are kind of relatively recent thing anyway but beyond that all, all that matters is as you're remaking all of college football anyway it makes sense to me to eliminate the divisions make one giant one eliminate any of the conversations about competitive balance or the East decision in the West or any of things like if we're changing everything else change this and just have one giant 16 team conference sounds pretty cool to me I'm into it. I I think this is a snap for me.
2: Well, it allows you to keep those rivalries because when we talk about the pods is I'll give Georgia, for example, like you're going to keep Georgia versus Florida, but you can't really keep Georgia versus Auburn. Um, Same thing with Florida. You can't keep LSU. I guess that's a rivalry. Uh, So there's certain rivalries that you're going to lose by going to this model. You ensure that if you want, you can keep those traditional rivalries still alive. So I'm all for it, man. As long as we continue to mix up the schedule, I think SEC fans will be extremely happy about being able to travel to new places. Uh, My next snap, I'm going to go the SEC, since we still are in in divisions here in the SEC. The SEC East. uh, Tennessee will be hosting Florida, and college game day will be heading to Knoxville. I was in Knoxville this weekend covering the game for ESPN. Uh, For a game that was a blowout, it was packed. 102,000 people. They are feeling it. They are believing in it. And... It's a good sign. Even though Florida's been shaky in their wins, it's still a good sign for the East that game day is going to two teams that need to be uh, obviously better. And I think right now Tennessee has a chance to be a 9-10 win team. Florida still has some question marks, but still a good football team. Uh, So I think it's a big, big plus for the East. Uh, Okay, I'll run through my last
1: couple snips here. Um, I'm just going to go through two because I don't don't need to, whatever. One of the snips uh, is... Four-hour weather delays at Iowa football games. Uh, Some people actually stayed from 6.30 p.m. till 1.39 a.m. to watch the Iowa Hawkeyes win 27-0. That is almost eight hours, y'all. That is insane. Respect to the people who stayed. Unbelievable snip to God, though, for making Iowa fans go through that after the first two weeks. Like, the football gods give them the most awful offense you've ever seen for two weeks, and then the one day they score touchdowns, you make those poor people sit in the stands for eight hours to watch the Red. No, come on, dude. That's that's effed up. Uh, and then my next snip, Uh Do we have that clip of Tommy Reese? And, and this does not need sound. We oh, could awesome. do sound it it's, it's up to you. Uh, but this is Tommy Reese, and he's talking to Drew Pine, I imagine, which is a bit interesting because Pine stats Colt, were you know, Devil's Digest. Awful. Uh, Devil's <laughs> Digest, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> Where are you
0: located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's Digest. Okay, okay. so uh, we're getting I'm right a, now. I'm we have a little Catherine Rodgers. Watch out them over
1: <laughs> the uh, The Tommy Reese <laughs> clip there. Uh, but same. it's just Tommy Vegas. Reese we're yelling, good, do your fucking job, basically, to Drew Pine. They got less than 300 yards against Cal. Cal gave up more against both UC Davis and UNLV. Snipping. Tommy Reese's Notre Dame offense. What you got? Snips. Hey, they at least they
2: they came back and Pine looked good there or better. I wouldn't say good. He looked better in the second half. So big, big shout out to to Marcus Freeman getting his first win. I'll give him a, a mini snap uh, okay. for the victory there at Notre Dame. Uh, my last. Do I have any more snips? Oh yeah, the big snip. I said I was going to say it, so I'm going to say it now. UCLA. I don't know if you saw it or not. There was maybe like five thousand people in the stands. I mean, it's embarrassing. I heard this absolutely embarrassing what's going on there uh it's time to either there's a few things you need better scheduling they're playing crappy teams i mean no one wants to on a, on a on a beautiful saturday afternoon in los angeles go watch ucla win a game against a crappy football team schedule better games uh if you want people in the stands do better early on the season with some non-conference or maybe schedule Fair. some games that are, are, are lesser teams within the state of california so those fans maybe travel up go to la go to the football game so just be better there, but it's embarrassing, man. UCLA, you're about to join the big boys in the Big Ten. You're about to get all this money. Maybe you should invest in a new stadium closer to campus, a little bit smaller, make it a little bit more intimate, more fun, uh, especially for the students. But once again, California, what do they believe in, T Bob? Stocks, yes, and tech. Wait,
1: no, hold on. Hold on. Let me see
2: if I can remember. Oh, yeah, wait, it was the
1: beach, stocks, and tech. That was it. Those are the big three, yeah, those three, uh, not football. Uh skating and surfing, I guess you could throw that. That's kind yeah. of on the beach and, as well. And uh, vegan protein. Yeah. Eat. <laughs> Snap that's a snip for me. But I was not snapping vegan protein. I was snacking, uh I was snapping my last one here, which is uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, dude. How about Kansas? They yeah. beat WU one week as double digit, fourteen point dogs. They're nine point dogs against Houston. They win by eighteen. They're three and zero for the first time since 09 Duke at Kansas this weekend, undefeated. Let's go, dude! Averaging fifty-three a game, I'm excited, and I want to give a little bonus snap to one of the local teams here in Louisiana, Tulane Green Wave. Man, undefeated and just handled a good Kansas State team that just beat the hell out of Mizzou last week. So nice job uh, to uh, head coach Willie Fritz. Tulane's a very hard place to win. All right, Aaron, what's your uh, what's your um... That was my what last snap, here. too.
2: Kansas, baby. Okay, cool. That was my last snap. Yeah, I give some love to Kansas. Well, yeah, I know a lot, of people were, a lot of people were bitching and moaning that they wanted game day to go to Kansas, first Duke, two basketball traditional schools undefeated, but, you know, they went to App State. The problem, with, problem with that, yeah, exactly.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. You did the Boone thing. If you had not done the Boone yeah. thing, absolutely, that would have been on the Which table. Which big but...
2: snaps to Boone, baby. That Hail Mary yep. was just we taught it beautifully executed. Beautifully. You had the trail guy. T Bob now knows how to properly run a Hail Mary. You got the point. Yep. it's you behind the point. You get yep. the caboose. The caboose is there to catch the tip. Beautifully done. Big snap. boom I'm glad you did not burn down. The cab-
1: Wait, did you the caboose is there to catch the tip? Huh? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I kind of knew that. Uh, no, that was good, dude. No, what? What's, hey, what's, hey,
2: wait, wait, wait. what's hey, bad? On, on. Snip, what? snip, snipper, snipper, snap. For yeah. uh, Mark Sanchez's comment during the football game yesterday. Did you? Hear oh that wait, yet?
1: wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. What is this? What is this? I, I, or should we save this for tomorrow? Uh, is it worth no, playing no, on the no. show?
2: Snipper, snap, snipper, snap. I mean, do we do we have it? Are we able to get it real quick? I don't know. We you do not have it. it. We got we got to go what in next thirty seconds. He, he essentially said one office lineman did a great block and he, he said, you know, he's clearing guys out faster than a high school kid clears out his browser.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, dude, that's a big snap.
1: Oh, hell yeah, dude. Actually, it's a little bit of a snip, though, because nobody's clearing browsers anymore, bro. Incognito mode, private browsing. Like if you're still manually deleting history, what are you doing, dude? Like, wake up. OK, come on. It's 2023 or I guess not It's 2022, but I'm living in 2023. That's how advanced I am, man. All right, dude, look, last thing. We got to play the Herm. Do we have Herm, Brum? Can we go out on this? We have Herm. Okay, I love it. This is one of my favorite. And by the way, shout out to FanDuel. Sign up with promo code SNAPS. Subscribe to the pod. Uh, Hit the like button. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Probably we love no doing this. Digest. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, devil's Digest.
0: Look uh, at this. Yes, sir. Where are you Look located, my oh, man? You're right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's Digest. Okay. Oh I'm, a, I'm, I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out them devils. <laughs> Just saying. Herb. We're good, brother. We're you going devils all, all over the place. I ain't bro. taking it personal. Wait, Wait. Oh,
1: my God. Wait, dude. I haven't seen it in years. I forgot how bad it is. He really has no idea that he just got hired to be the Sun Devil's head coach? He thinks uh, that guy is from a website promoting Satanism. Replay that. <laughs> from replay that. What? What? How did you just get paid millions of dollars to be the head coach of a school and you don't even know the mascot? Oh, my Devil's God.
0: Digest. Uh, Devil's w- Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's <laughs> Digest, okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out, them devils. <laughs> what well, you saying? We're good, brother. We're you going to see devils all, all over the place. I ain't so. taking
2: it personal.
1: That guy's oh like, I'm God. located in Tempe, you dumbass. What do you mean? Where am I located? <laughs> also, there's something amazing about when Herm says, like, you know, I'm about them devils, and he moves his head, and there's a literal pitchfork behind him, <laughs> like, on, like on the media screen oh my god dude that was that's oh. i forgot oh Brom, thank you for playing that i really forgot i knew oh, it was a gym i'd forgotten that and adam so Gates hall of Fame. that uh, i mean you
2: just you need to compare press conferences for success we just need to go find <laughs> uh we need to find harson's press conference and just look for something that went wrong
1: yeah exactly something. exactly right like uh, we, we we need to put together something a had to go wrong Herm, oh, what man. the hell? Dude. <laughs> uh, all right, Aaron Murray. Well, uh, you have a great day, dude. Enjoy t- t- yep. Daytona Beach. Enjoy that. How how many? How do you approach a foot foot uh, a touchdown club? How many curse words? Well, you I'm to in go a little,
2: little topless, little topless run on the beach right now. So, oh, look up okay. little white. Um, it, we go, we go, we, we obviously start with it calling the dogs. So we'll be calling the dogs okay. first off. Okay, uh, it's a lot of hooting and hollering and barking. You know, we'll break down Georgia. We'll talk about how good Stetson is. Why is there's the Heisman? Then we'll go a little east, a little west, overall college football. And then I'm going to tell everyone at the end that if you want more of this, please subscribe to Snaps every day. Too That's
1: right. That's right. And then uh, I find in those rooms, judge the room, but maybe like save the curse word for one big moment and you'll get a big laugh. Yeah. That's my favorite way to handle it, dude. Just, just, when just when one drop little the tasteful curse. You can like – F-bombs, F-bombs are a little sketchy. You're going to have to – you got to judge the F bomb oh, based on the room, for sure.
2: Yeah, I dropped it at my uh my rehearsal dinner. <laughs> like I felt like I was scared. the groom get and I dropped it. My mother in law looked at me like, "Wow, like you're really gonna marry this jackass."
1: T. Bob, have you noticed? I'm sorry, we're going so long. T. Bob, have you noticed that Aaron very much does not curse?
2: Uh,
1: it's very rare. Did, I think I think he did I say curse a, a, a lot cheese, in general, just something. not on TV as much. Um, yeah, no, I know. And I used to be like that. And you work for ESPN, so like that makes sense. I used to be like that, and then they started paying me just to be a just truly live my truth on Saturday nights and Wednesday nights. And I was like, all right, dude. I mean, hey, this is my lot in life. If I gotta go make uncouth jokes and somewhat crass entertainment, well, hey, uh, we all gotta make a living, dude. What are you gonna do? Uh, Aaron, have a great day at the Tota Beach. Hover, Love you, you know, Rhyme Rhyme Digest. Uh, Devil's
0: Digest. Devil's <laughs> Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where oh, are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's <laughs> Digest. Okay. Uh, I'm a I'm I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out, them devils. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, saying. What you say? We're good, brother. We're you're good. You can see devils all, all over the place. I Ain't so. taking it personal. Uh-huh. Offer valid on select AK Systems F through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.